It's time for another episode of the uh, Culture Hall. It's articles of news for literally the entire month of June. This is the first time we've done this in the month of June. Really? It's yeah, so summer and things are chill. And Just, people are doing stuff that yeah. being here in the Cultural Hall. Right. Uh, Brother Kyle, boom. Lindsay, throw your hands up in the air. What is good? Uh, and it's articles of news, which we'll get to in a little bit, you guys. Uh, not right now. I want to know what's going on with you. Do you have any yeah. secrets? Anything kind of <laughs> exciting to uh, talk about? About, Lindsay? No, not really. You they, know, I have a secret. Good. I have a secret. You I'll do. share my secret if you share yours. Uh, I can't agree to that, but what's your okay. secret? Well, what's yours? <laughs> and then I'll tell you. I'll tell I you can't tell I, you. Uh, if I guess it, will you say No. <laughs> no. You got a new car. I did get a new car. Did you? Well, in February. Okay. I, I don't know if I've talked about that. A, a, a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Oh, Jeep Grand Cherokee. It's the next step. It's the uh, gateway. <laughs> It does have more seats in it. I am sporty. I, I still maintain I will not graduate to a minivan. I, I have mm. not. I, I fully recognize that at some point function outweighs style. Yeah, you need more kids to move to a minivan, so that won't happen. Right. But I'm not planning a minivan anytime in my life. Yeah, no time soon anyway, right? No time like, soon. At least not in the next few months. <laughs> Not in my life. Yeah, ever? Do I want a minivan? No. Well, no, you don't want one, but probably. No. Like your uh, good-looking husband, like if he's like, let's have a couple more kids, and then it necessitates a minivan, I my feel like you will look in those I will get a like, your husband Suburban, and, okay. and I will look into my sweet, gorgeous husband's eyes and say, get me a cool mom Suburban or something. Okay. Something with three rows that's I'm not telling you, once you drive one. You know what you I what do you want it. about the minivan, though? I, I, I don't mean to throw shade on the minivan. The open and closed doors with the button yeah, the like side. yeah right. like give me that all day because i have the trunk now that opens just like right. that but um and so just i let the dog in and out with the click of a button and it's yeah. magical and i, I never realized the dog in the trunk I, yeah it's an open space he's not like oh because it's a suv i yeah, see yeah, yeah. Yeah. like a yeah, camry yeah, yeah. no <laughs> stick I him in the back realized. of the camry he's in the back of the trunk of the, of the accord why yeah. is he not jumping out mommy yeah. i no. don't know he just sits in the back like a good little black lab yeah. um i never realized how lazy i was till i had that button in my life and sure. I was like, this is life right here. Yeah, how did I live without this button before? Seriously. Even for me, just like the locked doors, because it wasn't until I got this car that I'm driving now in 2014 that that was the first time I had a key fob on oh, my car. Yeah. yeah. I was like, it's life changing. Yeah. You're like, how did I? I locked it. I didn't have to put my key in. <laughs> <laughs> how did locked I live it. without I this technology? That baby I seriously love cars. I treat them like babies. I just, I love my car so much. Really? Yeah. You always complain. I'm going to sell it. Will you yeah. detail it so I can sell it? I'm sick yeah. of it. Yeah. it's also That's also how I feel about children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was great. You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm done. Can I actually sell this thing? Can we get it nice and cleaned up and get it to someone else who will pay me a little bit of money? That sounds a lot like parenthood. Yes. yes. Like, yeah. I want to have the children. I don't just want to take care of them yeah, all the time. Are. It's a lot of work. Yeah. What do you know about that kind of stuff? Oh, you guys. I know too much about it. I've, it's been on my brain a lot lately because I've been working a lot over at the Lord's radio station. Yeah, the KSL yeah. the Mom Show. Check her out online. Find it wherever you get podcasts available. KSL Mom Show. Yeah. I'll do your promotion. Don't Thank worry about you. It. I appreciate that. Um, but on the weeks where I work a lot, I feel, I guess, I, maybe I don't, I just don't have as much time to think. Mm -hmm. And then when I stay home, I start to get very analytical and over analytical. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Right. And right. 
I equate that to I don't really enjoy that feeling of staying home, but I don't want to change my situation right now. So I'm kind of in this weird place of like, what what do I do? Nothing is the answer. Nothing. No, nothing is the answer to that. But I want to feel better when I stay home. Well, like, so, and I'm asking a genuine question, but like, do you have, like, work gives you sort of goals and deadlines and things that you're trying to achieve? Like, is your home life sort of like that? Or Um, at home, are you just kind of like, I am home and that is the jam, just being home? I kind of wing it. Well, and so sometimes when I stay home, I've worked so much that when I'm home, I'm happy to be home because I'm like, okay, now I get a little break from work. Um, not that staying home is not work and it's not hard. Sure, um, it's, different. it's a different mental taxation for sure. And I find staying at home way more mentally challenging <laughs> than working, yeah. but less stimulating in a way. Okay. So, um, yeah, I could do a much better job of scheduling my days and planning. I'm not, I'm not and, saying that, but I'm saying like if you are like me, which is a very task oriented person mm-hmm. and you feel more complete when you complete tasks and you go from completing a bunch of tasks and receiving praise for them yeah. to going to an atmosphere where there's not any of that, yeah. of course it'll feel different. Yeah. And you get zero praise as a stay-at-home right. mom. Not that right. I need it no, because... But you I know. Mom, I need milk. <laughs> mom, I need milk. Mom, I peed. Mom, I... Meh. Mom, I'm just like, mom, mom, mom. mom, mom. mom that's like mom. literally from the moment you wake up, it's mom. Like that's how my, my alarm clock in the morning is mom, mom. <laughs> I'm just like, ah. And you roll over and you're like, husband, seriously, stop it. <laughs> oh, my husband doesn't wake up to that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Love you to death, honey. But he slept, sleeps through the dog whining and the yes. kid screaming. And Man, he is trained. I know. I know. And you know he's got like one eye half open. <laughs> I know. She's got this. I'm good. He sleeps so quietly. He can fool me every time. I still just think he's asleep and yes. I just get up and Brilliant. do it. Yep. Brilliant. Yeah, it's it's tough gig though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, just sharing my mom's struggles with the two dudes yeah. who don't maybe understand what I'm going we through. We both got kids. Yeah. I know, but yeah, we both got kids we don't see most of the time. <laughs> That's true. Mine doesn't wake up till noon, so I don't get that <laughs> right waking me up. But now you're and dealing he with live with you though either does he? Does half he of the time. Oh, he does. Yeah. It's fifty fifty. Uh, depends on was, I thought it what was he's like doing. Top fifty fifty, which is like you get Wednesday night and every other weekend. No, there was a a, a under the table deal uh, that uh you give me money you get to see the kid more maybe <laughs> possibly um, daddy means yes do you have a secret you need to tell brother kyle <laughs> well you have a teen now right yeah so i i feel like everyone says to me and this kind of bugs me because it sort of minimizes what i'm going through but it's like oh just wait till you have real problems or wait till there's teen problems right and i'm like okay i get that three-year-old problems aren't like major life problems but i'm still dealing with like the constantness of motherhood yeah that's the stage i'm in right now I, and i like the problems now more than the when he was three, really? I think. Because okay. I can handle it better. Like, what are the problems now that you feel like you're dealing with that you I'm like? I'm always more than? worried about that he's vaping. Okay. Really? <laughs> he's not. And, and he's actually a great kid. He just got straight A's. Finished the school year. Um, That's and, way better than you ever did. Yeah. Yeah. And see, that terrifies me because I'm like, I don't know how to teach a kid not to vape. I'm like, just don't do it. I never did it. Just don't do it. Yeah. Like, that's see, my and parenting philosophy. I can't tell him not to do things. Because, because say, then, it began, it, well, it's the instant like, well, you told me not to, so I have to do it. Right? Yeah. Like, it genuinely does become this sort of thing where you really just teach him as best you can, like what you're saying, like, I never did this. Right. And then you just kind of 
go, and you can choose to but, do this. Yeah, but I also don't know that I can come from a place of of empathy and like I get what it's like to have the urge to do that because I mean I guess when it comes to like drinking, smoking, vaping, I never had those. Like it just was never a thing for me, and so I don't feel like I know how to like relate to a teen on that level. I'm like, just don't do it. Just- I I do, and I and I feel like I can catch him on anything because I've tried it all. Yeah, I was no, it's just mouthwash, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why are you buying so much Robitussin? So I how do you cold. wish your parents had parented you when it came to those things? You know, they had no idea. Okay. So they did as good as they could. Right. And I feel bad for them. To this day, I, I feel horrible about my teenage years for my whole family. Yeah. But now I, I feel like I'm smart when it comes to my kid, that I can, I'm pretty wise to what's going on. Okay. And there, and I can't stop it, a lot of it. But. Do you feel like that is like more because of the relationship you have with your kid, the relationship you've built with your kid that you trust him that much or you know your no. kid well enough I, that and also I, I went through it and I was a bad kid so I think I know what bad kids do mm. and I can fa- I can I can see some of the signs and also I have a strange relationship with my son that at 16 years old he wants to hang out with me and wants to do stuff and I feel really lucky I any right. day that's gonna go away right well, you know but it doesn't so like for me with my dad like I'm 38 and I still live at my dad's house because I love my dad that much he's like you know you own a house <laughs> You know, you, you, know you can move out of my house, you right? Could, you could live somewhere else, but part of him, he's like, I'm not there very much. I'm staying at the Homesteadman most of the time, but uh, he'll he'll say, you know what? I really appreciate that you come around. Give me a chance to vent and to be, you know, like a different voice. And we go pal around. I s- kidnap him and go take him for ice cream. And he was like that for me all through high school. Like I, when they were looking for chaperones for like high school choir tours and stuff like that, I'd be like, I'm bringing my dad. And the people are like, what? your dad and I'm like no it's my dad he's the coolest see I crave that from my child because I don't feel like I really got that in relationship with my parents so like I crave that friendship with my child like forever well are you, are you being her friend now <laughs> well yeah but my husband accuses me of being too soft on her because I want I want so desperately to be friends with her you know and have that relationship but I don't believe I'm being soft I'm I believe I'm being strategic right. but he sees it as like I never punish her I don't like well, you have to be careful because if you are, ne- in fact, never punishing her, she'll be terrible. Well, I have a very specific formula for how I parent my toddler. And so it's for me, there's a big difference between punishment and discipline. Yeah. And it, this is all going to shift as she gets older, obviously. Sure. But it starts getting more physically violent. <laughs> yeah. But for now... Yeah, well, see, my son just got his, so he has his driver's license. He just got his first ticket. I was with him, and I smart mouthed the cop because I think that they were wrong. So my son had so to pay for the ticket. So that's a bad example. So that's right. very. He had to earn the money, but at the time, I would have done the same thing as him. I didn't think he was breaking the law. So I, but again, I made him pay the ticket. I'm like, hey, it's what happens. Nothing you can do about it. You pay the ticket, you got to work it off. And it, it was 120 bucks for oh five gosh. over. Oh, wow. Where? Where were yeah. you guys? It was a Moab. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, it has so it has to pay for the city. So dune buggies, <laughs> the speedometer is not very accurate. Oh. FYI. Okay. Oh, it was on a dune buggy, not yeah. even on the road. No, we were on a, on the road in oh, a dune okay. buggy. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. But I, you know, so I said, well, you got to pay the tickets a lot. But you know what? I, I wasn't mad at him because of really what he did because I was sitting next to him thinking we were fine. Um, so I, I want to be his friend. But also if he screws up, um, I'm going to let him know it. Yeah. He'll pay for it. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure my philosophies might adapt as my child gets older. But for right now, I very much believe in her actions and her behavior are all 
a result of how she's feeling. And if I can get to the root of how she's feeling, then I can address that mm-hmm. and it will address the behavior. Now, well, I can't always do that. And it's hard in a three-year-old because she's not aware enough to tell me how she's feeling. But it's my job to teach her that language and to give her words for her big emotions that a three-year-old often feels. Well, and things might change like if you ever had like another kid, for example, like being able to parent like two kids, like that would be... <laughs> well, I had this conversation with my husband. I said, do you think if we ever have another kid, this strategy will work for another kid? Because everyone always says, oh, you get one kid and you think you're doing it right and everything's yep. working out and then you get another one and it's yep. completely different, which right. may or may not happen. But I feel like this is a life skill, not just a kid skill. Like this is something I implement into my coping <laughs> is right. my, all of my uh, actions are a result of my feelings and my feelings are caused by my thinking. Right. And just knowing all that, I can get to the root of what I'm thinking and believing, which causes me to feel what I'm feeling. And if I don't like it, I can fix it. Oh, I think we're going to owe her 80 bucks at the end just of Just saying, Mike, drop <laughs> life advice, okay? <laughs> uh, so no, anything else you want to talk about? Anything um, exciting? Any secrets? Any fun stuff happening? No, I'm trying to think what else is going on. Uh, not a lot. Not a lot? Yeah, okay. Just, Brother Kyle, it's to you. Uh, I think it said it all. We, I was gone last week to Moab with my son. Yeah, doing a race or something? Uh, just riding bikes and dune buggies, and then he got his first ticket. Yeah. Yeah, and I was with him for it, so. Did you high-five him, though, secretly? No, but I, like I said, I did, I, I argued because I felt like So it was, what's going to happen the silly. next time he gets pulled over and he thinks, oh, dad yelled at the cop, that's okay to yell at the cop? Hey, if if it's something dumb, yell when you're done, I've taught him, when you get the ticket, crinkle it up and you throw it behind you and you drive away. And that's what you do and it's okay. And it's very about, satisfying. What, what about it's like, so hey, maybe you're going five over the speed limit. Even at five over, it seems ridiculous, but it is over the speed limit. It is. And we were 35 in a 30 zone, but and our speedometer was saying about 30. It was bouncing a lot. So I, somewhere between 20 and 40, we were going. Right. But I was estimating 30 on a lonely country road. So, all right. I'm a seems, horrible father. No, it seems ridiculous. But I, I'm not sure yelling at the cop was the best way well, to I didn't yell, that. but I was... I was very I was stern rough. in the way that I... <laughs> I was rough. And then my son carefully takes a ticket, and I take it. I said, wrinkle it up and throw it throw it in the back seat. It wasn't a back seat, but there was a place there for it to go. And then you're like, oh, crap, it just blew out. Now we got to go back and find it, son. Actually, it did. Yeah. <laughs> and then well, you get late fees because you don't pay the ticket. No, he right? paid it. He called and paid it online. Right. He's a good boy. I always yeah, forget to pay the tickets, boy. and then I have to pay more when I should have just paid the ticket. And it's way more when it's, you don't yeah, pay Yeah, it's like yeah. extra 50 bucks at least or something like that. Uh, so we're doing the uh, uh, we're doing the live articles of news, at least the first half, because I want people to know that we're still doing it. Uh, there, was nothing, there was nothing worse than launching a Patreon, having people start to pledge a little bit of money, and then... And then we're gone. And then we're gone for three weeks, and people are like, cool, I'm glad I pledged about this stuff. Uh, a couple of things that are new for me. Uh, I uh, I have a new job in addition to my jobs. Was well, well, this the big secret you had a couple weeks ago? Yeah. You I, can I'm, finally share? Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> what is, no, you just said, no, no, so no, it's no, no longer say, a secret. So I'm, I'm uh, in addition to being uh, a DJ on the science and doing this here podcast, I also am consulting for other podcasts. What, uh, what? And uh, I don't know that I will say further than that, but... Oh, I thought it was a new job. Uh, it is. It's a, it's a place with a building that I go to in addition to this building. Really? Yes. And it's great. It's fun. It's challenging and completely different. So uh, would you say that new building is I mean, you might filled try with it. the spirit? You, I mean, you might try Ooh. it out. You might try it out. Uh... 
I mean, you could see it pretty vividly. Um, mm, mm-hmm. I mean, you might try it out sometime, I guess. Like, if you were going to be in the middle of the desert, but you had your computer with you, right, right. would you still be caught up on the news? Right. You know, I mean, I guess. I guess that's true. I don't understand your clues <laughs> so much. Either. I'm was, terrible at this game. A, a little vague. I'm but, lost, too. Yeah. But, like, uh, like if, um, if I was <laughs> speaking in, um, what is, what is, uh, forget it. Why say. can't you say where you work? I work for a company called DMC. Okay. There it is. And for everyone who won't look that up, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I also uh, found a guy who'd been hit by a car what? in front of my house yesterday. Oh, sad. So I'm pulling in from the gym to go to the Homesteadman, follow my wow. home online, hashtag the Homesteadman. And there's a guy on the park strip, which is, so there's like, there's the front yard and then there's the sidewalk and then there's the park strip between that. Sometimes people call that like the park lawn yeah. and other stuff. There's a guy laying there on the bark. Not, I don't have grass there. Uh, laying on the bark and it's he just looks like messed up. And so is I he conscious? The driveway. I pull in the driveway and I'm like, hey, do you need a glass of water or something? Because he had rollerblades and he had, so I was like, oh, maybe he's just, I have a big tree in my front yard. So I'm yeah. like, maybe he's enjoying the shade. It's Wait, was he awake or asleep? He was awake. Okay, conscious. And he's like, no, I'm good. And I'm like, oh, okay. Is, is everything all right? He's like, I just got hit by a car. Oh my God. Oh. And I was like, wait, what? And like, like run off the road by a car? Because I'm on a busy street and uh, it's also pretty steep. So it could have been that he just, you know, got out of control and then, you know, kind of came off the road or like a lot of times people will kind of come in and come out of that road. So it could have just made him get scared and go off the road. He's like, no, hit and thrown here. And you see his shoulders all cut up and his arms all cut up. He had uh, wrist guards on for rollerblading, which was smart. Otherwise, I think he'd have broken bones. Well, and you live at the bottom of a big hill. Right. Too. So right. who knows so, how fast he yeah, was who going. Knows. But I said, uh, I mean, can I, do you want a glass of water? What can I do? He's like, do you know a store where I can get some ointment? Did you call 911? <laughs> no, no. Because he wasn't like, it wasn't profuse bleeding. He wasn't like bleeding out. It was just really scraped up, torn shirt and, you know, his phone is shattered. I'm like, do you need me to call someone? He's like, oh, I'm not from here. I'm a flight attendant. And I said, okay, oh. well, that sucks. He's like, yeah, I was just enjoying your beautiful city. I got hit by a car. Oh, man. And I said, all right, well, can I can I, can I, I do something for you? And he's like, you know what? I'd really be awesome. Can you call me a lift and get me back to my hotel? I'm like, done. So I got my phone out and hailed him a lift. And you should have seen it. He's kind of bloody. And the guy, the lift driver pulls up. And I'm like, take him to his hotel. I put the thing in, in the directions. It should be fine. I'll give you a tip or whatever. And he's the, the driver's looking at the guy's bloody back. And he's like, <laughs> oh, make sure you sit right in my car. Yeah, yeah. Why I'm didn't like, you drive him? I don't trust him. <laughs> I don't know who Good. he is. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. I pawned him off to the Lyft driver. They're getting paid for it. If he would have paid me, I would have driven him. Here was the weirdest thing about it, though. Uh, as I as I went to um, like be done, like stick him in the car and be done, he's like, take my number. And I was like, what? He's like, my phone doesn't work right now, but take my number and call me in a couple days. And I was like... Uh, maybe he gets free airline tickets. He's yeah, going to hook you up. Maybe, maybe like a buddy pass a good or something Samaritan. like that. Yeah. Or maybe just to say thanks. Yeah. Or he wants to pay me for the Lyft ride. I'm not sure what it is. I'll find out and I'll let you guys know. Yeah. But uh, he was very adamant. I was like, no, man, I'm fine. I don't need anything. He's like, take my number. <laughs> like, gruff of the neck. No, really but I was like, okay, all right, all right, man. I'll take your number and I'll be in touch. He's like, great, thanks. My name's Sam. I'm a flight attendant from Philadelphia. Gets in the car, drives away. Oh, wow. So I'll let you know how that goes. I hope he's yeah. okay. I'm I mean, sure he's fine. I feel like, like calling an ambulance, though, is like, I mean, maybe he's in shock. Nah, he was fine. Like concussion worst, right? Like scraped up and 
stingy, you know, the road rash. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The stringy road rash. That's why I needed the ointment. And he said that several times, too. (laughs) Ointment. Ointment. This isn't his first time being hit by a car, apparently. He knew what to do. (laughs) Well, and it's from back east where it's ointment, not like, uh, it's like balm. Can I get a good balm or salve? (laughs) Yeah. Do you have a salve? A salve. an ointment. Uh, but yeah, just stuck them in the thing. That's crazy. Set them out of there. I I've think... been there before, so thank you. You're welcome. I've had somebody stick me in a car bloody and really messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and let's talk about how the car drove away. The they car that do. hit him? They always do. Yeah, all of them. There was, he said I mean, there was like the car that hit him and like four other witnesses and nobody did anything about it. That's ridiculous. He's like, normally, it was funny, normally the people in Salt Lake are very nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I've been here before. Yeah. And... I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we don't all hit people and run. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry that's about terrible. That. So, Sam, the uh, flight attendant from Philadelphia, if this ever gets back to you, I'm glad you're doing well, and I'll be calling you. And Richie's a good person in Salt Lake. We're good people here. There's one or two. Uh, I want to take a break for a second. We'll come back, and we'll do actual articles of news. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hi, friends. Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. I get a lot of emails from people all the time. Here's one. Dear Dan, I hear your talk about a lifetime service guarantee. Free? Really? Please help me avoid all your fine print and be honest about what free means. You understand that we should be very wary of A free offer? Signed, Skeptical. Hi, Skeptical. I remember 22 years ago when we started PC Laptops and our lifetime service guarantee, people thought it was too good to be true. Well, you know, after a decade, people started believing me a little bit. But you know, it's been 22 years of having the privilege to serve our friends and neighbors like you. Our lifetime service guarantee has become the most trusted warranty in the industry. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop computer for $7.99 with a lifetime warranty. Check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Here's to seeing you soon, Skeptical. Hey, you guys, I want to talk to you about BestDJInUtah.com. Why, that's the company that I have started for doing my DJing weddings and live events. Uh, whatever you need, I am your guy to do it. So whether you're a lifer or a convert to this podcast show, or you just happen to be listening for the first time, if you are in need of a wedding DJ or an MC for your event, or just a DJ for your business opening, uh, go to bestdjinutah.com. Now, I know it says Utah, but guess what? If you want me to come to your event and you're not in Utah, I'll do that too. You're going to have to pay for me to be there, but I'm more than willing to do that as well. It's bestdjinutah.com. Emails there, phone numbers there, would love to hear from you, and then help you make your event that much better. Look forward to hearing from you, and thank you for supporting the Cultural Hall podcast. But it's a show. You knew that. The Cultural Hall wants you to help Utah Food Bank fight hunger statewide. Through your donations of food, time, or money, Utah Food Bank is able to distribute over 31 million meals annually to Utahns facing hunger. Even a $1 donation can be turned into $7.35 of goods and services. One in five children in Utah 
could go to bed hungry tonight, and 423,000 Utahns are unsure where their next meal will come from. By donating food at your local pantry or by visiting utahfoodbank.org, you can make a difference. It's time for the second half of Articles of News, where we do the whole month of Mormon news for June. You can't lose Articles of News. Well, if I had known that, I would have brought more stories. I only brought since last week because oh, I thought... you're fine. Listen, but... you'll take last week, Brother Kyle will take the week before, and all I'll right. take the week before that. I feel like all of my stories are controversial and heavy, and well, I, don't, I don't really want to do them right all. right out of the gate. Um, the church issued a statement on the immigration policy. Yes. Um, but I need my phone to open it up so I can read it to you. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has long expressed its position that immigration reform should strengthen families and keep them together. The forced separation of children from their parents now occurring in the U.S.-Mexico border is harmful to families, especially to young children. We are deeply troubled by the aggressive and insensitive treatment of these families. While we recognize the right of all nations to enforce their laws and secure their borders, we encourage our national leaders to take swift action to correct the situation and seek for rational, compassionate solutions. Which, spoiler alert, President Trump signed an executive order this afternoon. Right. That said, I couldn't be done by an executive order. I'll do it. Right. I'm the hero. Um, no bias in this room. <laughs> anyway. So, um, sorry, that slipped out. Um, I saw a lot of just reaction to this online was not so much what the church said, but that they were issuing a statement. You, guys you got bothered it? that they were issuing you a statement? No, I'm not saying I did. I'm just saying that was c- kind of some of the reaction. Really? You think they should just butt out? Yeah, that that's kind of what some people were saying. Okay. Just like, this is not an issue that the church needs to take a position on kind of thing. I think anytime family comes up, you will always hear the LDS. Yeah. Yeah, weigh in and that was fail. that was kind of the rebuttal to that. Whether or not we should or not, right? I mean, anytime that you weigh in on political things, people will always fight back. Well, maybe we need to look at that uh, tax exempt status mm-hmm. for the LDS Church if they're going to start swaying things, right? But I think that there are very much uh, like social issues that they have to weigh in on, and then there's political stuff, and and I think sometimes they weigh in on stuff they shouldn't. Right. To be uh, sharing my yeah. personal opinion, yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, have you seen the pictures in the video from the, the some of them? You the know what? This is it's go- terrible. It's going to sound terrible, but it's one of those issues for me that I can't even take in. I can't even like watch it because my mom heart hurts. Like yeah. I can't hear those children crying and I know I should be called to like do something about it instead of just avoiding it. Right. But I just, it hurts me so much and I don't know what to do that I just do nothing, which is not the right answer, yeah. but I just, it hurts my heart. Uh, like I can't even imagine having my three-year-old taken away from me in any sort of capacity and not. What about selling her? Would you sell her? Well, there's days I've thought about it. <laughs> no, I'm not I just, I'm just wondering. I just, I can't even comprehend that. So I've kind of, I've kind of just it's had hard. to check out emotionally. It's hard to it. Yeah. What do you think, Brother Kyle? Uh, I can't imagine because I'm kind of a knee-jerk reaction person. If that happened to my son, what I would actually yeah, I do. I would go gorilla. I would just yeah. be like, get me to my child. Like, I would end up in prison yeah. in shackles because I'd go bananas. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, the interesting thing, right, and I don't agree with it at all, but the interesting thing is, and I'm, I'm imagining that it's taking place for these people now, is they know if we approach the, um, the USA border, like that their kids the, will be separated from them, so they bail. They, but they a lot of them... come and try and access it, right? Like well, that would be the thing for me now. 
now going too messy uh if unless i absolutely need to but that like was I supposed to be part that it was supposed to be used as sort of a deterrent that was kind of the plan for it mm-hmm. but even some of these families i've heard that it's just so it's, bad where they're it's at. so bad where they're at their lives are so at risk that they still come knowing that's gonna ha- could happen to them because of the risk in their countries mm-hmm. thanks for starting us off nice and light sorry i'm just i told you all my stories are heavy except for the hymn book story oh you got that one too <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Brother Kyle? Uh, family tree branches out to same-sex couples. I saw this. Yeah. Here's yeah. the... Okay, go ahead and share the story, and then I'll tell you my take on it. Yeah. Uh, gay marriage is a fact of life even more so, and more often since the U.S. Supreme Court declared such unions legal in all 50 states three years ago this month. Now the LDS Church's genealogy arm, Family Search, is recognizing that fact, expanding to include same-sex couples and same-sex parents in its vast online database. Uh, the goal of FamilySearch.org is to capture store and provide records and an accurate genealogy that represents past, present, future families of the world. The organization said in a statement, to support this goal, same-sex relationships, including same-sex parents, same-sex couples, will be provided in family search tree. Uh, the system accommodate uh, the systems to accommodate the change are expected to be in place by 2019. So people are like, yeah, a huge celebration of things to come. No, it's legal. It's legal right. document, legal, you know, like it, it just is. Yeah. Right? The United like, States says it's legal. Birth certificate. It's that kind of stuff. So yeah. the church had to had to have done it. Yeah, but I think for a lot of members, it, it speaks to like, okay, let's, here's one more active thing the church is doing because their stance on uh, LGBT issues are still... Yeah, but I don't, I don't think, I don't consider this a movement towards, not to say that the church hasn't made movements towards better treatment of LGBTQIA individuals. So many letters. Do we have to add the IA I now? I don't know. Okay. Uh, you know, because they have, but in this case, I think it's strictly like it's just business. It's like, hey, there's birth date. You have to have a birth date. Right. If you are married and it's to a same gender, if that document is going to be telling of your life, the past, you know, he read the accurate telling of the genealogy of the past, the present, and the future, right. it has to include it. Right. So without a question, they okay. just were like, nah, okay. I kind of think otherwise, that it's yeah, it's a little more of an extending of a hand of friendship. An olive uh, branch? Yes. Uh, oh, the tree, the olive tree? Yeah, the, Get olive it, the tree, tree of family? Yeah. Uh, because they didn't have to, it would be kind of dumb not to. But. Well, but they're, a, they're, I mean, if not the largest, they are one of the largest, like, records, historical records. It, it'd be the yeah. same thing. I mean, imagine if they would have been like, we're not going to record interracial marriages. Like, right. it's the same thing. Before um, everybody was even okay with that, like, they would still be, you know, they would record interracial marriages. Now, maybe you don't know that just by, based on the names, but you know where the genealogy comes down from. Right. Of course, they have to record it because it's a legal thing that has transpired. I just didn't think it was that big a deal. Okay. Well, it's not huge. It's a lighter issue. I was just trying no, to... No, I, th- I think it's a big deal. lighten the mood a little bit after. How does that make your mama heart feel about the <laughs> genealogy records? Uh, I want to check it, in with your mama heart. I, my mama heart is swelling with pride okay. that we can include all people in that <laughs> well, here's record. What, here's what made me swell with pride. Did you see this? It's a little bit old news now, but I'm, I'm still super excited about it. Mr. Shu, you know, Matthew Morrison from Glee. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. And... Uh, uh, also, Laura Michelle Kelly are going to be doing the summer concert with the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Oh, cool. It's Music for a Summer Evening. It's a special Broadway-themed concert, and uh, it's going to be all about the social media for sure. Morrison and Kelly uh, performed together uh, on Broadway in Finding Neverland, so it's a reuniting for them. It's just going to be great. Neat if you have up. a line on tickets for me to be able to go, let me know. I really want to go. It's going to be, um, let's see, it's going to be... Live stream.
streamed uh, at 8 p.m. on Saturday, July 21st, and it'll be carried over BYU Television. Uh, And then Matthew Morrison and uh, Laura Michelle Kelly will also be part of Music in the Spoken Word on Sunday, July 22nd. So I might go head down and and check that out, too. Neat out, gang. Stand at the backstage door and try and get (laughs) Brother Evans' photograph and... Oh, goodness. Matthew Morrison. Brother Morrison. Yeah, Brother Morrison. Well, Mm -hmm. not yet. Not until he dies. We're all brothers and sisters. Aren't we? (laughs) Uh, You want to do the hymn story? I thought that was cool. Yeah, okay, my phone's going to die. So if it does, someone else else take over. It's on 1%. So the church is looking for submissions for original songs to add to their new global hymn book. Yes. They are making one big hymn book, as I understand it, right? And then one big children's song book, and then they'll make it in a bunch of languages and just, it'll be uniform. They're taking out the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. So they're uh, they're taking out the national anthem. Oh, sure, because... Because it'll be global. Yeah, global instead of uh, an American-based church. Yeah, and my phone died. So I think there's, I think that's about it. But if you have an original song, so my husband pointed out to me that, um, um, there's a Christmas hymn that's not in the hymn book. I can't remember which one it was now. And then there's another hymn that jingle we sing. Bells. It's not Jingle Bells. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think it's Dude. Oh Holy Night. Oh Holy Night? So that's no, in the hymn book. Um, okay. Ave Maria. I can't, Ave Maria. I can't remember. Someone can ah, email us. <laughs> and then... Um, I, I can't remember what he was telling me, but he was telling me there's a couple hymns that we sing all the time that are not in the hymn book. Mm. So we could submit those. Maybe your ward, but my ward sings from the hymn book and sings every single verse I say, that's listed, even when there's seven and even when it's if you could hide a cola. Get get rid of all deep cuts, like yeah. just the hits, like make it like 200 hymns and we know all of them. Like, I don't need any deep cuts in there. <laughs> Nobody knows them. No one sings What's well. I'm all about like as we go bigger, we're like, lead me more nearly day by day right a little hand clapping like I'd love some hand clapping in I, church it, I think it cool. will for that yeah. I genuinely think that it will and we'll be uncomfortable and as terrible about it here in Utah and in the United States as we possibly could be I but welcome it yeah. you know, I, I have complained on here many times about the war that I go to singing way too slow and I thought maybe it's just because I'd like to speed it up and hurry up with the song right but so I, I was at a Pocatello war this weekend no much faster really? and I'm really? like yes we're getting through this thing. I'm like, oh, this is the longest song in the hymn book to finish up. No, we were through it in like a minute and a half. See, singing the hymns to me are some of my favorite parts of sacrament meeting. It's when I feel the spirit the most. Like yeah. singing those words and I don't know, I sometimes like picture myself singing them like I believe them. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, <laughs> on the days I believe I them. Pretending I believe them. No, but I, it's when I really do feel <laughs> church and when we rush through songs or we don't know the songs or like we cut it to one verse, it bothers me because that for me is my one of my favorite parts. Each person can submit up to five hymns and five Whoa. children's songs. So is this like someone can write their own songs yes. and yeah. submit it? Absolutely. So like we could do it. Brother Drake could submit a song yeah, yeah, called yeah. God's Plan. <laughs> He'll get in on that. Peter Brian Hope. The boy never heard him. <laughs> I love that song. I'd sing that song. Yeah. Sacrament. I love it. Uh, yeah. The hymn book hasn't been updated in thirty years. Yeah, it was so. eighty five. Yeah. Think, right. Yeah. I didn't know it was That's updated in eighty. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it'd been that way since I was a kid. Rocking the green version. As long as they but don't, they were blue before that. They don't take out "Battle Hymn of the Republic," right? Yeah. That song is great. Anything that gets the organ bump, 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 yeah. bump. Yep. My eyes have seen that glory. Right. It's such a great song. And called to 
serve. I like yeah. that the between the second and third voices. Ba 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 ba. Or second, yeah, first and yeah. second. Yeah. Voice. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I got other stuff too. Sugar addictions prominent in Mormon culture. Oh my gosh. Oh really? Oh my gosh. <laughs> this had my me mind so is mad. Blown. <laughs> This is a great story. You can find it at theculturalhall.com where you'll find all of these stories. Um, this woman anecdotally talks about how she used to drink at least one cup of coffee a day before getting baptized. And then she started cutting back while she was taking the missionary discussions. Now she drinks Coke. And then and it's okay. altogether. <laughs> But then she soon realized that she had developed a very different addiction in its place. Uh, I didn't really notice that I was eating more sugar until about six months after getting baptized when I was trying to lose weight and I realized that I was addicted to candy and sweets. Mm. And it's so real. Right. Mm -hmm. Within the church. Uh, Well, think about it. All of our social events, we don't have drinks, right? We don't like have cocktails or coffee. Sure. We bring brownies. Right. We bring treats. Yes. To all of our social gatherings. It's so great. My favorite is how everyone gets stink-eyed when they bring fruit yeah. they're bringing the, the fruit plate fruit and vegetables <laughs> right no dice and, well and it, or if they do bring fruit uh and that's all the story is it's just an anecdotal this woman going hey you mormons i'm, I'm okay coffee's bad but we're eating a lot of sugar yeah um the people who will bring fruit and then because they don't want to be stink-eyed so bad they'll bring like the huge bowl of caramel right or uh the the you know whip topping mixed with jello infused whatever that people can dip their <laughs> the fruit Fluff. It's like the, yeah, fluff. the fluff. Yeah. Like you just can't have fruit a delicious p- piece of fruit. Yep. Uh, I love ice cream in an unhealthy way. Mm. And I have recently, uh, speaking of kind of relating this to drinking, I have recently promised that I'll only eat ice cream on the weekends. How's and, that going? Oh, <laughs> it, is, it is brutal. It is I just brutal. got a milkshake last night from Chick-fil-A. It's my fave. Yeah. It's so delicious. But I, uh, So the joke with my girlfriend is, because she, she doesn't eat any of that stuff. She's so great. It's unreal as far as how clean she eats. Do you find you kind of adopt her behaviors? A little bit. Yeah. Mostly out of shame and so I don't start <laughs> fights. Um. <laughs> but I find like when my husband's eating healthy, I start to eat healthy too and yeah, vice versa. Aware, vice versa. Aware, yeah. Far more vegetables than I ever did before. Yeah. But she'll we'll get done eating dinner and she'll be like do you want dessert? And I go, I know you don't mean dessert so what are you what do you have? She's <laughs> like, I'll, I'll peel us an orange <laughs> and I'll eat. And I'll eat I hate half, those people. <laughs> I'll eat my half of the orange and I'll be like you know what that orange tasted exactly like not ice cream yeah. like an orange it right? tasted like an orange don't you think it's since she's so health conscious she could come up with a way to make you something that tastes like ice cream that's not as we've, unhealthy we've done some stuff like that like frozen banana yogurt yeah. where it's just bananas and you and it's it, it's good but here's the deal it's the same with vegan it's the same with gluten free it's the same with whatever you know what will never taste like the thing that it is something that's trying to taste like the thing that it is <laughs> yeah that's it oh yeah and that's fine, but it won't ever. So I don't do tell me that it tastes like I do that. it doesn't. I do that to my husband. Sometimes I try to replace like sour cream with Greek yogurt, and he's yeah. like, no, nope. no, nope. uh-uh. Although I will give a little plug for if you ever get the opportunity to have um, coconut uh, gelato or coconut ice cream, can be pretty good. Okay. And it's way, way better. It is. And I disagree with your statement. I think there are some things. You just have to find the right recipes for mm, things. I there is a, a vegan ice cream place in Salt Lake City that, that is pr- 
pretty darn good. I've heard. I've heard about it just recently. Actually, yeah. When we were in Hawaii, we went to a place that was a coconut-based gelato uh, vegan place, right? And they had the flavor fluffernutter. Have you ever had that before? Mm, I've had actual fluffernutter. Yeah. Because I grew up on the East Coast, so yes. it's peanut butter and fluff. Yeah. That's what we eat. And that's what that that uh, particular flavor of gelato was. Yeah. I could have eaten. I could have just put my mouth underneath that gelato machine <laughs> so, and just eaten it. Who wants ice cream right now? I was, just, I was just proving that Mormons love sugar. Yes. And are addicted. Uh, I've got a list, but you want to, your phone's dead. Yep. What other story do you have, Brother Kyle? Uh, Red Rock Riders. Uh, Hell's Angels ain't. These bikers down sprites, not buds. They prefer meeting houses to road houses, and they care as much about the Mormon word of wisdom as they do the rules of the road. <laughs> They're the Temple Riders. Yeah, they are. More than oh, 500. Temple Rider. 22 chapters across the nation, and some popping up internationally as well. And they gathered recently for their color country inspires rally with stop stretching from northern Arizona's Grand Canyon to the southern Utah's Bryce Canyon. You don't have to be LDS to ride with a group. Bart Harwell, the association's national director, told the Spectrum oh, newspaper. Don't? No. If you feel comfortable with the values, feel free to join. Two Mormon couples kickstarted the group about three decades ago. Howell said they thought, wouldn't it be nice to ride to a temple instead of to a bar? Yeah. Oh, I saw yeah. pictures of them. They look like, you know, they got the leather jackets and the and there's a Harley temple, Davidsons. The, like the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not and not monogrammed. What's it called? The the stitching? patch. The patch. The yeah, patch the for their jacket. Patch on the back. Nice. <laughs> Hardcore, brother Kyle. You and my husband wouldn't really get along. He struggles with the share the road concept. I know you've told me that. I have. I uh-huh. yeah. And I I forgot about that, but I wish you wouldn't have brought. I <laughs> I advocate for you, not you in particular, but my cyclists. People. Yes, because I have too been on the road, and I don't think he quite understands how scary it Did is he, oh, to be on the road. What kind of car does he drive? Uh, Kia Optima. D- did a Kia Optima hit that guy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Actually, he was downtown. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, here's the thing about the... I, I see both sides having been a cyclist commuter and being a guy who drives a lot, especially uh-huh. now in the city. Here's the deal. Bikes, you're a car, and stop being a jerk. Yeah, that's well, and that's, the th- mm-hmm. that's what he struggles you're, with. You're not a bike except for when traffic stops and then, you know... You're smaller you want, and yeah, you want to go up smaller, and to you're the front. Go across the... Yeah, no. Yeah, he struggles with that. You know, he's fine to share the road, but then so many cyclists he sees act like bikes, not cars, and they break the rules of the yes. road, and so it makes it dangerous. And like, I had this happen to me the other day where I'm just driving up a street trying to get to a trail, and there's a cross street where it's like a bike, like, thoroughway, pretty much. It's the Bonneville Trail or whatever in Sugar House. Mm-hmm. And none of the bikers look like they're going to stop for me, but I have the right of way, and so I'm, like, kind of jerking, yeah. you know, trying to, like, are they going to stop? Am I going to stop? Of course I'm going to stop for them because I'm a car, but... Like, I have the right of way in that case. So I see it a lot where I want to share the road, but I need bikers to act like cars if they're going to share the road. And that yes. bothers me when they do that. Yeah. Just because it gives me a bad name. And yeah. it's stupid because if you get hit like that, then it's your fault. Right. right. But not really. So it ha- it's always going to be the driver's fault. No, not if they, if they run a stop sign, then it's, it's your fault. Like, I'm fine to share the road, but we, we have to be all or nothing on our, on our share. rules. Share like, I will move two. over for you as long as you're sharing, like you're following the car rules too. I actually am not going to share this list. I'll share it in next I like lists. Well, because here's the deal, right? It's when your teen is in love, seven tips for parents when children begin dating. How is this this not relatable to Brother Kyle? No, it's very relatable. I just I I have some other stories I want to get to so this may go a minute or two longer than we See, I'm not ready for this as a parent. Like, give me all the three-year-old problems. I can't. (laughs) I don't. Yeah, especially with a daughter. (laughs) I know, right? Like, how am I going to... That scares me uh, to death. Like, if I 
five kids, I hope they're sons. Which also is scary, but at least, like, I don't know. Uh, number one, the good and the bad. Every LDS adolescent knows the no dating before 16 rule, but they don't know many of the reasons why. So you got to tell them all the good and the bad behind the why not 16. Uh, new independence, that's number two. Uh, parents who struggle when a child suddenly abandons them, like you're talking about, Kyle. <laughs> Could happen <laughs> any day. love will benefit from understanding the psychological aspects of dating. Um, it's a whole new role that they're stepping into, and a lot of them find it exciting. See, I, I appreciate this list. We need a lot more whys behind the things we do, right? Not just because obedience, right? We need a lot more like, yeah, here's why here's we, why we want to abstain. Yeah, we, you know, we need a lot more of that sex, education. Yeah. Uh, number three on this is the big talk. Even if you want to be supportive of your child's feelings, remember that you are still the parent during this turbulent time time, teens need guidelines and boundaries. Heard that before, right? Mm-hmm. I remember as a kid with having no guidelines or boundaries, I'd said, mother, mother, please give me some guidelines yeah, right? and every, boundaries. Won't every you kid is like, I need boundaries. <laughs> Although there was some times, if I'm being completely honest, where because I really was, my mom's two rules were don't get anyone pregnant and don't come home with the police. Otherwise, I don't care. <laughs> okay. Really. That was genuinely, I don't care what time you wow. come home. So you can have sex, just don't get her pregnant. Uh, I don't think that she really meant that, but right. it, it was sort of a root of right. Right, right. right. Um, but yeah, there were times that I just was like, oh, I kind of wish they don't even care. I'm yeah. just going to do whatever I want. See, um, and I wanted more, um, I wanted more, here's why, and here's why it's important, not just to gain my approval, you must do this. Right. Um, but talks about setting a time to talk, not just the big talk one time, but a, a constant open conversation. That's right. Uh, as they're dating, because they might be pressured into doing some things or be talking about things that they don't know or why it wouldn't be a big deal or why it is a deal. Mm-hmm. And some things here just in the state of Utah as elsewhere just like, well, you can't get pregnant that way. Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. Or I can't get diseases that way. That's a big thing, I think, uh, here in the state of Utah specifically. Is yeah. If you don't have the conversations because it's like, no, we don't talk about it. We don't have sex. We don't do sex. We don't talk about We don't talk. Think, about we don't sex. talk. Yep. Uh, people don't understand that that part of it. Uh, you got to v- maintain the parent-teen relationship. Um, Brother dating, Kyle's taking notes, by the mm-hmm. way. Dating uh, can cause stress on that so make sure that you maintain that relationship continue to have love and balance make sure that not only are you uh, balancing the love that you have for them but also teach them that there can be things like you know obsession or too much I think it's so important to teach our kids about what they're feeling right what their like hormones are doing what these feelings of urges are right like if like if I'm feeling all these things as a teenager I don't know what to do with it it's like what I do with my three-year-old I give her the language to adequately know that she's not crazy for feeling these things. Like, this is a normal part of the process, but here's what you're feeling. I think teens probably just, I mean, they know what it is, but they don't always have the language for that. The unfortunate thing for me is, as you said, as soon as you said, what is this feeling? My mind, because of the way that my mind works, went, what is this feeling so shiny and new? (laughs) (laughs) That's maybe what it feels like. It's from Wicked. Okay. Except that's loathing in that case of that. I see. Uh, Wise counsel in this day and age, teens often date young and date seriously. However, the church encourages teens to wait until their college age to start dating exclusively. President Hinckley talked about that. Um, but getting to know lots of people and lots of things because you'll have plenty of time to do that. Um, and then dealing with the breakup. It's tough, man. Typical high school relationships last from four to six months, so parents need to be prepared for the end of the relationship as well. Mm. Uh, and in the teen eyes, the end of the world. Right? For one of them. That? Yeah. What? Yeah, for one of them. Yeah. The other one, it's like, whew. Do you remember just 
feeling as a teen like you thought you knew everything? Like you just were on top of the world? And proceeded and, into my adulthood. Yeah, and then the older I get, the less I feel like I know. <laughs> like the more humble I am. Experience. Nope. <laughs> That's nope. how I feel. That's pretty amazing. Uh, what other stories do you have? Uh, this is just a quick one on uh, Dan Reynolds. Lead singer of Imagine Dragons. Yep, Imagine Dragons. Uh, Imagine Busy. That, I didn't write that. In. Yes, I didn't write <laughs> that. Jeez, terrible. Imagine Dra- Dragons frontman Dan Reynolds is a busy man. His Grammy-winning band is on tour. His documentary, Believer, about the strained relations between the LDS Church and its gay members, debuts on HBO this month. The 25th, his- right? Yep, Monday yeah. the 25th. That's next Monday. Uh, the Cultural Hall will probably live-tweet it. Nice. His second... A Love Loud Festival to benefit the LGBTQ community is set for next month in Salt Lake City, and he's in the midst of a painful divorce. Yep. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. Yeah. Until Did I you guys it. see him on Ellen yeah. recently? Yeah. You want to talk about it? Well, he was talking about his upbringing growing up Mormon. Yeah. And Very Mormon. We've the, interviewed his brother here and him. Yeah. In the he went on a mission. He yep. still identifies as LDS. Um, he talks about an experience at BYU and getting kicked out of BYU that kind of. Le- premarital sex. Yeah, that kind of led him to now become an advocate for LGBTQ youth because he describes the shame and guilt that he felt and has a small taste of, he says, what that population feels. Yeah, two different issues. Yeah. But, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Feeling shame, feeling that kind of stuff. It was interesting. A lot of people uh, took a lot of, I like to use the word umbrage. Umbrage. Uh, but a lot of... Uh, a l- Hang on a second. Hang go on. ahead. Grab my phone here. What does umbrage mean? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Uh, no, they didn't. They, they didn't took really issue like, with they, they took issue. They didn't like the way that he related those two things. And also, I think anytime you speak, you can find that link, by the way, at theculturalhall.com in association with this episode. Uh, anytime I think that you make generalized sweeping statements about Mormons do this. No, they don't. Not, yeah. not all Mormons do this. Right. Mormons believe this. No, not all Mormons believe that. Right. And unless you're talking about doctrinally speaking, and those are some pretty basic, researchable funding or founding things, like a, a sweeping statement of, well, we this just, that's where I have a hard time with it. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so busy. And I'm excited to see that Believer I thought you won. I th- yeah, I think it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it portrays the church, you know. I read in... a review of it in Variety, and they said it does a pretty good job, but it certainly doesn't pull any punches either. So yeah, as the mainstream uh, part of the church watches it, I'll be interested to see how that yeah, goes. for sure. Um, speaking of dragons, you guys heard of the Dragon's Dads? Yeah, I have heard of these guys. There's the Mama Dragons, uh, which we've had here in the Cultural Hall before. Um, but Jake Avahua, uh, <laughs> I don't think I pronounced that correct. <laughs> oh, really? uh, he started Dragon Dads. Um, it is a secret Facebook group and community that allows dads of LGBTQ children to ask questions, share advice, and learn from each other on how to best support their kids. It was originally created by and for men following the Mormon faith. It has now expanded to over 110 members that joke that it's okay to be a beer-drinking, football-loving, dreep-driving dad who loves their gay kid. So I think it's transcended sort of beyond the Mormon walls to uh, a group of dads that can support their LGBTQ kids. And I think I'm going to make a sweeping generalized <laughs> statement. I think the dads uh, oftentimes will have a harder time with it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, with sons, maybe, right? With their own gender, because they go, yeah, man, I wanted the boy to be... The football player. Yeah. And that. To get married, be a dad. Yeah. And... Well, it's such a stigma that we have to... Like, you all, you, we all have expectations for how our life should go or what it should look like, right? And it's... 
it's just not always like that. So you kind of have to let go of those expectations sometimes when your reality is different than what you expected. Yeah. I'm going to blow through a bunch of quick stories. What else do you have, Brother Kyle? Uh, I've just got the Mormon Church publicize the revised guidelines for youth interviews. Yes. Yes. Do it. Right now? Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll just blow through a bunch of These are of like these. all heavy topics. These are all the I ones know. I had too, right? Given all but the- your phone died. So <laughs> you know what? So- if you want the privilege of being able to be the share the sharer of the stories, Dang you come it. next week with a charged phone. Okay, I will. Given all the you can questions, put that on your list in your home, <laughs> the, so that home is feel, feels what, more fulfilling. What's so funny about this is I never bring stories for Richie, and this is the first time I actually brought stories right. to share with Richie, and yep. now my phone died. Yep, <sighs> that is hilarious. You're yep. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, given all the questions and criticism, the LDS Church is making its revised guidelines for one-on-one bishop interviews with the Mormon youths more transparent and more formal by sending them to leaders, parents, and young people. In March, amid a grassroots outcry about sexually explicit interviews with children and sexual assault allegations leveled against former LDS mission leader, uh, Mormons governing First Presidency unveiled updated standards for the meetings while emphasizing that most abuse allegations are true and should be taken seriously. On Wednesday, the First Presidency sent a letter and updated pages of its handbook outlining its policies and procedures to all general authorities, local lay clergy, and youth leaders in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Bishops should share the guidelines and questions that will be posed during these exchanges with parents and potential interviewees, letter said before the first interview. Uh, the guidelines spell out the role of parents in these uh, semi-annual exchanges. Uh, but bishops also have a role in helping youth prepare spiritually, the handbook page says. Interviews are required for sacred matters, such as temple recommends, priesthood ordinations, and ordinations and mission calls. Uh, during those interviews, a bishop or two of his counselors will focus on the young person's faith in God, the mission atonement of Jesus Christ, and the restored gospel. Uh, they will also discuss daily righteous living, encouraging them to pray regularly in private and with their family, and to study the scriptures and to stay close to their parents. Uh, so it sounds like they're changing... It's just good. Their, well, yeah, they're yeah. Put, it's saying, like, here's the questions we're going to ask so the parents can, like, approve it, more Well, or less. can approve it, can know what their kids are going in for. Right. The, the really big thing, I think, is you have some bishops who would ask about things like masturbation. Right. Right. And others who wouldn't, right. and, and whether or not that's appropriate. And so now it's all right. Everyone who thinks they're being clever, funny, or not even those things, right? Obviously, that wasn't the impetus for the bishops to do that. But uh, any of these bishops who you know are doing um, these other questions besides what they're supposed to be asked, you were going to have you stop that now and right. you ask these questions. Right. So it's the same uh, level playing field. It's not anything appropriate, and it protects those kids from being groomed to be abused or just really inappropriate conversations. Yeah. You know, anecdotally people will talk about things like, oh, I didn't even know what masturbation was till my bishop said something and I don't I don't like that the well, sound of that. Yeah, and you have like a grown man asking a 14-year-old girl if she's done this that or the other. Yeah. That's so inappropriate. Right. It seems. And of course the option they gave earlier, I guess to have the child can opt to have their parent yeah. in the interview. A parent or want. another adult if you're like, yeah. I don't want my mom and dad in there. Yeah. And that would have been me, right? That's all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's worse, my mom or the bishop? (laughs) Not sure who's worse. Uh, Mormon soda. You guys heard about this? Yeah, of course. No, I haven't heard about, about this. So delicious, and uh, oh, let's go along with the sugar thing earlier. Yes, so delicious. And what's the other one? Um, fizz, fizz, fizz. no, not fizz. fizz. So delicious. No, the one that they and, were being sued by. Um, the dirty soda people. Yeah, it's the dirty. Why can't I think of it? Well, the branding worked. So delicious yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't so delicious remember. one. 
Someone's screaming at their radio right now. Uh, or their phone. Mormon soda is now becoming a cultural thing all along the, the Intermountain West. People have called it Mormon sodas because it's the stuff that Mormons drink. Mm-hmm. They don't drink mixed drinks. Uh, they don't drink uh, beer or alcoholic beverages. But we feel or coffee. super cool when we get to put coconut and lime in our diet. Coke. Yeah. <laughs> Says they can have soda mixed with stuff. So in the Intermountain West, it is tremendously popular. Uh, there's a drink and dash um, that was opened up. This is in Idaho Falls, Idaho. Um, there are things like just shacks in parking lots to full-blown buildings um, that people can go into. And uh, and it and it is very much, here is our vice. We're allowed to have this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm 500 yeah. pounds from sugar. That's fine. Come on in. Right. Come on in. Don't you worry about that. You are welcome here. I'm so grateful that you did not drink that cup of coffee. <laughs> Thank you. That, that's, <sighs> right? Thank you. Yes, exactly. Right? And I don't know where the cutoff point is, right? It's a thing where people will argue back and it's like, well, they can't tell you to, you know, you can't be commanded in all things. And it's like, okay, sure, sure. I, I agree. But if if we're saying, if we're saying, and I got in this argument actually on the uh, Cultural Hall's Twitter, hall, uh, Twitter feed, if we're saying that the word of wisdom is anything besides a commandment from God, like if you have to justify it any further, you've missed the point because to be those specific things right. and not other things like it's a code of health nope it's a commandment from god that a prophet said do this right right or not i mean you can say that it's not and you don't believe that but it you it really fundamentally is you have to believe that it's a commandment from god and not try and justify it either doing the thing that you're doing or not doing the thing that you don't do or wish you could do or whatever it is either a commandment or it is not trying to explain it any other way you will be the joke of the that conversation. Well, it's a health code. Oh. They don't say sugar. Yeah, they don't. Well, but what about these pills? All the things. So it's basically God just <laughs> picked these things that are not the healthiest and said, don't do these things. Well, so then the spirit of the law is be healthy altogether, right? right. But they can't mandate, what you know, what's the BMI? Healthy what's is the subjective. BMI? What's the BMI for the temple then? Right. right? That's Ooh, right. People that's immediately good... jump to. <laughs> but, no more interview. It's just a scale. But I... <laughs> And and a pin and a caliper test. <laughs> Great but, fail. But I really do think that there should be some element of that. And it's terrible. And people would be like, "You're fat shaming." And I'm like, "Here's the thing." And it, and it isn't just sugar. And I know that there are people that there are conditions where I have gained weight and I can't do anything about it. And those people I am not talking about. Right. But there really should be, even if it's just a conversation, a delicately had conversation where it's like, you know, you make promises to give all to God. Can you really give it your all in the physical condition that you are in well, right now? Let me just come at you and play devil's advocate from this perspective. After I went through my postpartum anxiety with Lucy, sure. one of my big struggles was losing weight. And, sure. and part of I felt like what like everyone says, oh, work at it. It'll help your mental health. And I do not disagree with that. Right. But for me, working out and trying to lose the weight was one more added stress on my sure. mental health. And it was something I had to let go of because it was just adding to this feeling of I'm not doing enough. I could be doing more. I should be right. doing more. Right. So you could argue that I wasn't living the word of wisdom right. appropriately, but I was doing that in a protective nature of my mental health. Sure. And other people will then argue at that point, well, you know, you'd, it's much better that I eat my feelings rather than do drugs Drink or you know, them. all those other yeah. things, right? I just feel like... I understand what you're saying. It's like, it's like, okay, you drink 800 cups of Coke a day, but you can't have one cup of coffee. Like, which one is healthier? Right. Like, it's the spirit right. of the law, right? right. Versus the letter. Yeah. 
One hundred percent. Yeah. And oftentimes we just go, well, it doesn't say. Right. It doesn't say. Yeah. We very yeah, much are. It doesn't are. say. Word of wisdom says nothing about meth. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a good point. Illicit drugs. Able to get it? so much done. <laughs> uh, where are we at? On well, you think about, to your point, Richie, how many people take prescription pills. Sure. And those are perfectly legal and fine and not against sort of wisdom. But yeah. when they become abused and some people just have chronic pain and they need that medication, but then get addicted right. to it. Right. Like, and, they're, and it's situational in each of those things. But we go, and that's why Utah especially has that opioid problem because we go, well, doctor gave it to me, first right. of all, because we sort of trust authority figures yeah. and then secondarily we go it's not in the word of wisdom whereas other people would deal with those pains those struggles in ways like alcohol or drugs yeah it is the same thing the same coping yep it's the same coping i hear you i'm not i'm just i hear you come at me I'm not Contact coming at, at you. <laughs> Help me understand it more. Uh, we got too many stories to possibly get in all of this, so I'll just mention a couple of these as we make our way out. Uh, to those Patreon members who are following us, it's patreon.com slash the cultural hall. Uh, we've met the first goal. We have 20 Patreon followers. Ooh. Uh, and you can uh, be one of them. You just go to patreon.com slash the cultural hall, and you can uh, make a pledge there. But also, there is a secret group that even you guys aren't a part of. What? If you're a Patreon uh, subscriber to the Cultural Hall, there is a Facebook group only for those members. VIP. So if, so if you, yeah, well, it's super cool too because they're um, really big lifers and converts of the show. So they're like, hey, you mentioned this town. Let me show you when I was in this town. And and I really encourage that. It's So if you find yourself being a super fan and want more of that interaction, consider doing Patreon because that's the only way you'll find it. And they earned the goal of having me do uh, Jesus Wants Me for a Sunbeam Alive on Facebook in that group. Oh, boy. To sing it? Yeah. Wow. And I Can just, my three-year-old join you? Yes. <laughs> yes. When we get it, because I, I want to get it to where it's actually pretty well done. So I asked uh, Ashley Garby-Smith, who yes. used to host the cultural. She was unavailable to do it. So I'm just finding someone with some musical talent to make it sort of worthwhile, but I'm aware that that's out there still. Let me do these, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, do you know the name? Let me get to the next page. That's not the name. Abby Anderson? No. Ooh, yeah. Should I? Yeah. She's uh, CMT's Next Women of Country. Oh, yeah. She was la- named on that list. Uh, I contacted her. Maybe we'll be interviewing her soon here in the Cultural Hall. She's a Mormon? She is a Mormon girl. Cool. She is 20 years old. She believes in Christ and uh, in the LDS faith. And she has uh, her debut single, Make Him Wait, which I'm guessing, Make Him Wait, <laughs> refers to teen dating. <laughs> it refers to teen dating. I don't actually know that, so it might not be at all no. what that song is about, but who knows. <laughs> Uh, this is gross and disgusting. Police arrested a West Jordan man accused of sexual abuse of an eight-year-old girl from his LDS church congregation, and authorities believe that there may have been more victims. Vomit. This guy used to have um, served his mission in Malaysia, and used to have. He says, "I fell in love with the culture there." And apparently, the culture there is that they have these huge sort of celebration sleepovers. And then he came to West Jordan, and he was the teacher of the eight-year-olds, and he would have these sleepovers at the house. Oh, so, two things: one, you're not in Malaysia. Asia, yeah. which I don't think makes it better necessarily. In, in Malaysia, I guess I would question the Malaysian people as far as that goes. I don't understand the tradition, so I'll ask the question. But two, okay, I don't have a young child, but I'm just going to put myself in a position real quick and say, oh, hey, so-and-so from the ward, a man is having a sleepover with a bunch of primary-aged kids? Go ahead, daughter or son. No. You're not saying ever. you would have never I done that. Never. But not this is the years. This is the thing, though. We 
we equate LDS with trustworthiness. This happens. I see this a lot coming from out of state. Yes, but this seems so extreme for me. I agree with you, but we kind of have that notion where it's like, like he has the Mormon tag or he's the primary teacher and we assume that all is well. No, it's not. I have a family member who does this. It's like, it's like, she doesn't quite understand. Like she doesn't see the spectrum of Mormons that we see, right? We're here in Salt Lake City. We're in the hub of Mormon-ness. We see the good, the bad, and the ugly. We see the good, the bad, and the ugly of people who claim to be LDS doing terrible things, right? And and I don't think that people outside of this culture, this Utah culture, always see that. They just see Mormons are good people because they, they're not getting the news of Salt Lake City, right? That's not newsworthy anywhere else. Right. That's not on New York City's news. That's not in Portland, Maine's news. Like, they're not hearing those stories. So they equate Mormon with good and trustworthy, mm-hmm. and they don't see this scum of the earth. Which is awful. Right? But I, I still just can't wrap my head around. Like, I could be, like, I could see myself being like, hey, the primary, they're meeting and they're having a party, and there'll be a couple other adults there, and it's an after-school thing. Yeah. I could see myself being well, that trusting. this story right? makes you certainly question that, for right. sure. But, like, sleepover instantly just becomes, nope, red flag, can't do, nope, can't do, for I lots of reasons. Yeah. Not just that. Like, I remember anytime we wanted to get away with stuff as a kid, these kids are eight years old, certainly. Anytime we wanted to get away with stuff as kids, it was sleepover. Let's have a sleepover. Yeah, but maybe if all the friends were going, right? They knew there was going to be a lot of kids there. Maybe they thought there was going to be other adults there. Nope. Still no. All the missionaries are safe in uh, Guatemala, that big volcano that erupted. Um, But two members of the church still missing. And as far as I know, still missing. Oh, yikes. Uh, This, by the way, again, all these stories available at theculturalhall.com. I'm wrapping it up. Don't worry. Look at your phone. I'm, it's dead. Mine's dead. I'm good. Um, the uh, Mesa Temple down in Arizona, they're flattening out a bunch of places around the temple. People are like, they're kicking us out of our homes. And the church is like, this is the worst neighborhood for the temple to be in ever. So we're going to scratch this out and try this again. Are they like buying them out of their homes? No, the church owned the land. Oh. They owned the homes that they were living in. And people oh. are like, where are we going to live? They've got so much money. Why do they need to do this? And they're going, we're protecting our investment. Sorry, guys. Oh. We're going to go ahead and do what we want with our land, just like you would do with your land if right. you owned it. I'm, I'm a little less sensitive uh, to it because in addition to saying much in advance that they need to find another place to live, they're also helping the people. But these are people Relocate. who are just like, oh, I don't want to leave. They own the land. You're a renter. Yeah. Guess what? Landlords can do what they want. Yeah. That and happens. Five pages to say that. That happens a lot. Uh, Donnie and Marie, they're rare. Heard of According to themselves. They're Mormons. They uh, they don't let political uh, views get into their show. Their show is not politically based. It's not religious based. We don't preach to the audience. We just entertain them. And that, they say, is very rare. They've been performing. Marie was quoted as saying she's been performing for five and a half decades. Wow. Isn't that insane? Says not, she doesn't know many women who've done that, and uh, and the way that they do it is they just they just keep trying to entertain people. I went to the Cashel Macklemore show in Salt Lake last weekend. That? It she's was good, but she's been entertaining people for a decade. Yeah, but it just reminded me of how political not political that show is, but it's very much like love one another and no As matter. I've loved you. Yeah, like yeah. we're all everyone. Yeah, which I don't mind, but it just reminded me of they hit it pretty how, hard. How political? Yeah. Uh, 
a concert can get. Uh, there's a great story about a guy who was addicted to opioids, uh, available at theculturalhall.com, and he goes into all of it with the kids about being addicted to heroin and said, quote, I really love heroin. That's why it was so hard for me to quit. Yeah. He's very right? honest with the kids, and they're saying it's getting an amazing response. His addiction started with opioids. The Boy Scouts uh, reaffirmed that duty to God, that award you can get, will still be a part of uh, Boy Scouts, even with the changes, not only with the LDS Church, but with other things, that that'll still be available. And then I just want to make sure I don't... Uh, do you want to... How do you want to end this? Do you want to end this in a happy note or a sad note? Happy. I should probably do happy. Okay, well, then I'll do a sad one first oh, and then a happy We've one preached enough today. Here's an ex-bishop. <clears throat> An Ogden resident and former Mormon bishop was given probation for shooting out the eye of a neighbor's dog. Oh, jeez. See what I mean? These are the types, like, we see all this in yep. Utah. You're not going to see that news story anywhere else. <laughs> Kim Tibbetts, 57, pleaded guilty in March to one count of aggravated cruelty to an animal, a Class A misdemeanor. According to probable cause, Tibbetts shot his neighbor's dog with a BB gun several times over nine months. And the abuse didn't come to light until the dog's eye was so damaged that it needed to be removed. Okay, wait, what? Uh, no, never mind. I'll ask you this off the air. You can ask me. I was just going to ask what news agency this that This is the Standard from. Examiner, okay. uh, which is the Ogden newspaper, which is in community north, about 45 minutes of Salt Lake City. Um, he said uh, he's been responsive, this being the bishop, and apologetic. He's trying to do whatever he can to help. He removed himself from being the bishop as soon as this came to oh, light. Oh, he was the bishop when this happened. Yeah, he says if I <laughs> okay. could take it back. I would. I never intended to hurt your dog. That's why I shot it with a BB gun. <laughs> Over the course of nine months. Right. Yeah. Like a time. Repeatedly. Maybe. Like I got so frustrated. Wouldn't that shut I just up. couldn't handle. Right. Yeah. Like, 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 no, that's not okay. But maybe I'd be like, no, you don't. But like crime of passion, right? In the midst yeah. of it, I just need to sleep. But several times over nine months, as if I could take it back, I would. Uh, well, he has a lack of criminal history. Criminal history. He doesn't have a lack of criminal action. Um, Scott asked the court to resign Tibbets to serve weekends in jail. So he wanted to be able to <laughs> go to work full time, but to support his family, etc., um, and then uh, serve in the, uh, his prison sentence in the weekends. Well, so sometimes the reason I asked you what news agency, sometimes I wonder why the fact that he is an LDS bishop is even part of that story. Yeah, it gets you clicks. I know, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's like that wasn't even like a man shoots dog repeatedly with a BB gun. That's a story. It doesn't necessarily ma- matter what religion he is. He's just For me, a, a little man. bit like if he's, well, a priest did this. And I'm like, shouldn't he even be held right. to a higher yeah, standard? Yeah, and, and I agree that sometimes it is pertinent to the story, right? LDS primary teacher assault, uh, abuses children, right? That's newsworthy yeah. and part of the story. But I don't know. I just wonder sometimes what is relevant to the story. It's not, and it's for clicks, and that's why we do it. It's okay. the same reason that the British press does Mormon on anything, right? If it's someone who was Mormon when they were like seven and they're a stripper, it's like, Mormon stripper. It's like, I don't think that's how that works, but thank <laughs> right. you. Right. Uh, he's going to... Do you have that story He to has do? to serve... I, I'm saving it. Okay. <laughs> He has to serve 80 hours of community service. And now this, this from By Common Consent, poses the question. This is a happy story? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's maybe not happy, but it's not sad. Okay. Poses the question, was Indiana Jones Mormon? Oh, I have no hmm. idea. This is one of those nonsense things that, again, is a <laughs> click and it's fun. <sighs> so hopefully we'll find it fun. And it has four things of proof. Number one, Indiana Jones was a Boy Scout in Utah in 1912. This is approximately the time that the church officially began sponsoring 
the Boy Scout troops, hoping that the Boy Scouts would inculcate the sorts of virtues that the church wanted young men to adopt. Young Indiana Jones learned these lessons well. He's self-reliant, good with tools, and has an unshakable commitment to the veracity of biblical miracles. Sorry, Brother Kyle. That's something you can't really grasp on. It's all right. Number two. Since Indiana Jones was a Boy Scout when he was, he was born in the 1890s, probably in Utah. His father is a European immigrant who likely came to the United States in the 1880s or 1870s. He is also, by his accent, a native of the British Isles, where some 40,000 people uh, joined the church in the 19th century. Thousands of those migrated to Utah. So they're obviously talking about Sean Connery and Sean Connery's accent, right? So you got to adapt. You have to merge kind of these, these Why worlds, am I thinking right? Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones, but his dad is Sean Connery. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm not too familiar with the movie. It's blasphemy. I know, but... Sorry. Both father and son have deep religious interests and are obsessed with languages, translations, and religious records. Tongues, if you will. Yeah. Uh, they're marked deeply by the legacy of Joseph Smith Jr. By the way, this takes several leaps, but I like it. <laughs> they're also men of their age. The late 19th and early 20th centuries uh, are the time when Mormons, newly interested in academia, grew interested in demonstrating the truth of the Book of Mormon and Bible using the tools of scholarship. And then number four, um, some of these Mormons were among the steady stream of Latter-day Saints who left Utah to study at universities in Chicago, Michigan, Boston in the early 20th century. No doubt young Henry Jones Jr. Indiana was one such. Indeed, we might see in Indiana Jones the very fears that some church leaders like J. Reuben Clark held, which were his fancy college education obviously led to his inactivity and decision to remain back east to teach at Marshall College in Connecticut. So what, did just, you, what did you say his full name was? His Henry real? Jones Jr. The dog name was Indiana. Well, he's clearly a Mormon because he has three names. Yep. That, that's the telltale yeah. sign. Yes. Or, or he has a middle initial. Yeah, that's that's That's, that's, telltale. that's it. Right there. There's that's a movie proof. idea for you. Indiana Jones searching for the golden plates. <laughs> Don't open the box. Yeah. It's, look Beautiful. away. <laughs> I like it. Uh, we There's hope something ep- in here about sugar. <laughs> Sorry. I knew it. They just didn't translate this part. <laughs> we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. And then by the time comes, you can travel home in safety. We hope if you're sick or afflicted, you can be well and listen next week. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of, of the, the Cultural, Cultural Hall. Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat. On the back row, we read.